welcome to this month's Lane Time Chat. I, I've given up remembering numbers, so I'm just going to say oh. welcome to Lane Time Chat. You did? You really gave up? You threw in the towel? I did. Why? Do you know what number this is? Well, no. I, if I didn't expect to look it up, but it's always a little bit of an adventure at the beginning of each uh, podcast because you try to remember what number it is and fail. I mean, I think it's 20, but that probably means it's like 33. There we go. <laughs> the tradition continues. Okay, well, today is going to be a special day because it's going to be tied in with something that has recently happened. And you're going to share that? <laughs> um, so, David is being David, um, but very recently the Dune movie was released and someone worked on that. You know, know. Had to have. you know, uh, of course, but in mm. case you didn't know, David has languages in the plural in the movie. Mm. And um, today I want to focus on one in particular, and okay. that is the sign language that shows up in the movie. It is my understanding that there perhaps was more than one sign language at one point, but That's only true. one is actually in the movie. That's true. And I can talk about that too, if you want. Well, first and foremost, I want to know, like, what did you call the sign language that is in the movie, since that's the one that obviously, like, uh, I saw and that other people can see. What is its name? Well, it doesn't really have a name because, um, and this is something from the books. Uh, in the books, it's mentioned that uh, Paul and Jessica have a way of signing to each other secretly. Okay. Um, and so it's not like it's a language that they learn and other people share. It's just, it's a secret communication system between the two of them. And so, you know, as with most secret communication systems, it's not like they come up with a name for it, you know? Okay. It's just something that they've developed among themselves. Um, so can I, can I call it the PJ Lane? Paul and Jessica, PJ Lane? Okay, David's giving me a look. I just wanted to call it something other than the sign language. I I, 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 I will just call it. I tend to call language. it. I, I tend to call it their uh, their secret sign language or secret communication system. Um, and what I was trying to remember is I don't know how many people share it. I know that you know obviously like from the books you know Paul and Jessica do it in the movies, but I don't remember if um, how many other people of the Atreides household also use that sign language. Um, it's implied in the movie that the guards understand it, the guards of House Atreides understand it, because Jessica signals to them at one point. Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember if the Duke does it as well, or if that's just something between Paul and Jessica. Anyway. Um, so PJ Lane may be a misnomer is what you're saying. Yeah. Because it could be bigger than that. Okay. Huge or just enormous. Okay. But P and J are at the heart of it. I guess. And Okay, so side note, when I was a kid, um, one of my favorite books had a character named PJ. Really? Um, and it stood for Perfect Jessica. <laughs> what book is this? I don't remember. What? It was like, I really liked this book. I can't remember what it's called. I'm sorry. I mean, that, that's something that's easily Googleable. I don't uh, think. Well, you know what? We'll Google it later. Not in the middle of a podcast. I will Google can... it now. You just keep talking. Okay, so we don't have a name for the sign language, so that takes away it just my ability of the, of the Jimmy Jam language. You know, put on your Jim Jams. 
it, it ruins my ability to now um, throughout the rest of the podcast call it by name, but that's okay. Secret sign language? SSL. Okay. Um, SSL certificate. What I know, so I can't call it that. When creating the sign language, and I know that like you've talked about this some, but I don't know that we've ever like really talked about it with um, lang time people. Um, what were the primary goals that you were trying to achieve with the language in terms of, um, you know, like what they wanted from the language, what the books needed from the language, what the movie needed for the language? Like, what were your primary goals bigger before we talk about like the language features itself? Yeah, well, actually, um, I had intended that uh, this language, I wanted it to try to be true to the idea of what was in the book which is that if it's truly going to be a secret communication system, it should involve some of the slightest uh, hand movements possible. Some of the, just the, the, the slightest things possible. Mm -hmm. So that um, ideally, and this is, this is the ideal, ideally you should be able to do it. And if anybody happened to see you, they might just think you were fidgeting a little bit. Um, and just, you know, doing things with your hands that sometimes you do if you're just sitting and listening for a while. Um, it should be completely unremarkable. Mm -hmm. um, and that was what I aimed for. Um, and I was a little bit surprised because I think in the movie, uh, they make it much clearer than I had intended. Um, and I guess maybe that's kind of necessary because, of course, it's it's a movie and not an actual right. secret communication system. Um, but I did um, I gave them a lot of instructions. So um, and maybe this is worth mentioning um, when uh, when projects uh, completed or done with, I, I take all of the files and I put them on my website with no ornamentation or HTML or anything. So if you go to daedalus.com slash work, it's all there. So you can see all the videos that I actually sent to the cast. Uh, now I gave them instructions for like, because I wasn't sure how the scenes would be blocked. Uh, and so, um, and so I said, it's like, if you have two hands, you can do this. If you have one hand, you can do this. If you're holding something, you can do this uh, and so on and so forth. And they actually did take advantage of that once because the there was a I think that one of the instances where Jessica was signing to the guards, she only uses one hand for what was a two hand um, you know, or it started as a two hand thing. Um, but like you know that was that was again the whole point to give them the flexibility to do that. Um, I just thought that like if if it was going to be secret, there would be um, it would have been much less of a showpiece than it was in the movie, but you know, that's cool. I mean, yeah, <laughs> one's conlang work is more noticeable than it would be otherwise, but it's a good thing. But like, if they made it so secret that nobody noticed the hand movement, then like, what would a movie do? Like, I don't even know how to finish that question other than they kind yeah. of had to draw attention to it. Otherwise there would what be subtitles and everyone would be like, just happened was this telepathy like oh my goodness it like you have to have some focus on on what's happening so they even understand that there is, there is signing going on this is true this this reminds me i hope i haven't shared this story already on this podcast because this is one of my favorite stories but i took um uh, i took a, a senior seminar on samuel beckett who started off as a fiction writer and then moved into plays 
and wrote you know, one of the most famous plays, Waiting for Godot. Um, anyway, so some other play of his uh, was being performed and uh, the, like the cast and the crew or whatever knew that uh, Samuel Vicker was actually gonna be there mm -hmm. while they were rehearsing. And so uh, this, as the story goes, Samuel Beckett came down and he was sitting there and he saw on stage, there was a crew member, there was a door on the stage as part of the set. And this crew member is at this door and he's kind of like uh, pulling on the knob and then like closing the door, like just a little bit, like moving it in, in like millimeters. And so Samuel Beckett goes up onto the stage and says to the crew member, what are you doing? And he says, oh, um, in the stage directions, it says that the door is imperceptibly ajar. And so I was trying to figure out exactly what angle that would be to be imperceptibly ajar. He goes, ah, let me show you. And he shuts the door. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I suppose the secret sign language could have yes. been like that. It's like, it was so secret. You just, you just didn't see it. And you had to be in the know. <laughs> and then what's the point? Okay. So, so the goal was that it could be done. There are two-handed, one-handed variations. Basically maximum flexibility. Good. And like, and you saw that too, because like that was part of the reason, like there was one of these scenes where both Paul and Jessica are bound, yeah. right? And so it's like, it Should wouldn't we be- Should spoiler alert before we do any of this? Uh, we won't give any major plot points away. Spoiler alert! That was the beginning of the podcast. I will. You know what? In the in the write up for the podcast, I'm yeah. going to say spoiler alert. We do talk yes. about some scenes in the movie, but we will not talk about the resolution of any scene. Yeah. But yes, you're right. At one point, I know that that they cannot move their hands. Yeah. And, and they still sign. Yeah. And so then when 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 finally at the end, the climactic battle when Paul and Dune have their big fight, right? Of course, because that is that is what <laughs> this is all about. Um, You'll never beat me, Doom. I will. Thanos style. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh work. Okay, okay. So yes, but going uh, back to it, yes, all right. hands are bound. Yeah. And, and so it's like the whole point, it's like if it's a secret communication system, um, you can't put a lot of requirements, right, on how you can use it. Mm -hmm. uh, otherwise, it just won't be useful because it would be too obvious. It'd be like, you know, it, it's really got to be a secret to be the type of thing where you could do it with your right hand, you could do it with your left hand, you could do it with both hands and your hands in any position. Otherwise, it'd be like, you know, you're, you're sitting here chatting with somebody and, and both of you have a drink in your hand and it's like, oh, you think of something you need to sign to Paul or he's like, just a minute. <laughs> Put the drink down. And then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, not so secret after all. Yeah. Okay, but so those were, were some of the requirements you're working with. Yeah. Just want to reiterate that. Now, the big question before, I, before we get into the big questions about the language itself. Yeah. As a conlanger, mm -hmm. I've always been intimidated by sign languages for mm -hmm. one major thing. Yeah. How the heck do you keep track of it? When you're like, oh, I want this to be the sign for X, unless you do some sort of video documentation or video dictionary, how did you document the language and its features? Well, uh, this is going to be a, a bit ironic given that I, I created an entire sign language IPA called the Sign Language IPA or SLIPA for short. 
Um, and I created a way of um, transcribing sign languages with um, ASCII because that was important at the time. We didn't all have access to Unicode. It wasn't as big a thing. Uh, it was still on the Conlang mailing list and the Conlang mailing list was still very much ASCII oriented. Like, um, and ASCII by the way, A-S-C-I-I, it's only what you can strike on the keyboard with the regular set and then with shift. Everything else was like, you know, uh, a random thing. That's why for, um, in case you've ever come across it and you're younger and aren't familiar with this, if you've ever come across something called SAMPA or XSAMPA, it's a way to write the IPA using only the ASCII keyboard. And so like, and it uses a bunch of weird things. For example, like a closed curly bracket is um, A, I believe. Oh. Yeah. Um, or, uh, and like uh, an at sign is schwa. Um, and so I'd like, and for, but for most of them, it's like, you know, S is S, capital S is sh, right. and so on. Uh, and so you'll see, especially if you're online, you'll see a lot of IPA that looks like that, which is going to be inscrutable to people in right. you know, years to come. But um, anyway, so I designed this entire system in 2005, 2006, imagining that this was just going to be the future, right? Obviously. It's like, you know, we're going to have all these fancy bells and whistles like Dreamweaver to make websites. But really, when it comes down to it, all the like the baseline is just going to be the worst computer out there which right. is still going to be running dos um and so i, I created that system uh to try to help conlangers create um sign languages um because of course also at the time again 2005 2006 mm -hmm. you could take videos on your phone right 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 but, but like maybe two right and then how to get them on the computer? You can never really do that. I mean, you could through a lot of headache. But yeah, it was a process. It's not like, oh, I did a video. Cool. Let me pull it up on this other device that's not even hooked up to it. No. Yeah. Now suddenly move forward to 2019, which is when I started working on Doom. And it's like video is nothing. Yeah. Space is nothing. You could take a million videos and do whatever you want with them. Um, and so, and really, truly, honestly, I think that is the best way. And so okay. like the kind of machinery that I created for, for SLIPA was just uh, more trouble than it was worth. Mm -hmm. um, and so, in fact, what I did, I'll show you a real treat for those of you listening to the podcast is I just wrote it down. And in case you didn't notice, he rolled away from, yeah. from the video. So I'm going to try to find it for you. Uh, I, I just need to get the years right. What is this? 1-14-2019. Dune Sign Language 16. I did actually write some things on here. Okay, here we go. So um, this is a super secret Conling notebook. Yeah. So like you can, or Jesse can see here, I'm just going to kind of, I'm going to show this. Is there anything in there you're not to share? I don't know. We'll find out later. Oh, goodness gracious. But at least get in trouble? that'll just give you an idea, right? And, uh, and then I'll read it. So like, for example, this is a uh, scene 37. Um, and says, so we have not now, both guards tap, then push away as if retreating. And then we have be ready for violence. 
Um, and then I've just like written out here. So be ready for violence. Tap again, tap twice, uh, claw both hands, two sides about to fight, which is a, a note to myself. Then clasp them again. Um, oh, and by the way, up here, I have tap one, two for, for not now. And that's like, then as in push, finger numbers, like index and middle, yeah, index one and, and two. Middle, and then push away as if retreating. Um, and so really all this was, was this was just literally just a written set of instructions to myself so that I knew how to record the video. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately that was gonna be more useful than anything else um, was, was just the video. Um, let's see, don't do this, you're not ready. I guess so, okay, so, but in my head and like, I get it, like video is the way to go. But then yeah. what do you do for, you know, you need to find a sign because it's like, obviously for written language, we have the dictionary. We have, mm -hmm. not only do we have, you know, the conlang to English dictionary, but we also do the glossary where we do, you know, English to right. the conlang. And so it's like, you have all these places, all these ways that you can just like control F. Let's find the word yeah. I'm looking for in the document, but with videos, that's not organizable right. in the same way. No, so in fact, what I do is I just use, I just use English and you put enough English words in there so that then you can get, you can jump to the description um, uh -huh. in the document. Um, by the way, incidentally, I'm looking at this and because I noticed this when I was watching the movie, um, they changed the subtitle, which I thought was interesting. So uh, Jessica is saying to Paul, it's something, she, I, I think the, the subtitle says something like find the right pitch or your pitch is wrong. Oh, yeah. Or something. Yeah. Um, what she actually says, your pitch was too high. And so that's that's what I translated. Mm. Um, and it makes a lot more sense if you see the sign because um, I can't remember what hand it was, but um, but essentially um, I, I was like, when it comes to pitch, it's like I have um, I have her touch, thank you. I have her touch the top and rub down. And to say, you know, you, you've started here, come pull it back. And so, and what he's doing there is his like index finger is up and then thumb is rubbing down the side of the index finger. Yeah. Okay, so, but now to go back to my question one more time, yeah. because you like, you hit on it twice here. When you said you use enough English in the description so you can hit it, let's talk about that sign right there, right? Yeah. Where you have like your index finger up, your thumb running down the outside of it. Yeah. Okay, so like, would you, in the document, like in the Conlang grammar document, in a dictionary entry, type that up and then have a video for it? Or like how? Honestly, I think this is what I would do. Um, for something like that, I think that the best thing to do is something like hashtags. Mm. So for something, uh, especially for something like this, where it's a little, um, it's a little more on the fly and variable than something like uh, a regular sign language, probably just put in there like hashtag height, hashtag like volume, uh, you know, things like that because it could apply to both the ideas that essentially you have a scale here right so your index fingers the scale yeah and it's like of course in the scene this was this one was definitely going to be one-handed mm -hmm. because a they're restrained and b um they were going to be looking at each other mm -hmm. on the side so i knew they were only going to have one hand mm -hmm. um 
but it's like, for example, if they had two hands, you could just, in, in other words, instead of using your thumb against your index finger, which is, uh, I mean, very slight, yeah. Yeah, definitely very secret, but also a little bit, um, you can't you can't get as much variety there. You just use um, your dominant hand, uh, the uh, index finger, against um, the index finger of your non-dominant hand, mm -hmm. and then you could do the same thing. Um, yeah, so um, I think that's actually that would be the most useful thing, um, especially especially okay because. If you want to know like the, the most difficult part right of let's jump to a real sign language is the fact that you can learn a bunch of signs right and and you can learn like you know word for I don't know, word for ice cream always comes to mind word for ice cream you can learn word for boy and girl and things like that and it's very useful but the the truth is that a lot of what happens is on the fly especially in something like asl where you're using um hand shapes and then kind of on the fly movements to describe what the pronouns are doing to one another. Right. Right. And so, um, cause this was another thing I was going to be getting into when we, okay. when we left um, documentation and moved into language features, but I do want to make sure that anyone unfamiliar with sign languages yeah. um, can understand what you mean by that. Um, and that is, and this is very, very difficult to do in a podcast, um, and I recognize this is not a great avenue for it, but for instance, there is a sign in ASL for car, and so there's definitely like a full sign that means car, and yet if you're telling the story of a car crash, you may set up the story to be like, oh, I was in my car and used the sign for car, but then actually use a handshape that is, you know, acceptable for vehicles, which is, you know, it's like sort of three finger configuration and that becomes the car in your story. And so you're able to like actually use that signifier, this classifier um, handshape to be able to tell the story, however it happened. And so if the car, you know, flipped over, then you're going to move your your handshake representing the car in the way and so it's like that's not a quote sign for car though like that's not in other contexts that could have been something else that would use the same handshake classifier doing something else entirely and so it's like you have to have the context to understand what's going on and so that's what you mean by on the fly right where it's yeah. like you set something up but then the way that you tell a story or a narrative, how it takes place on your hands, is going to be potentially not with any of these signs that you would learn from a dictionary. Right. So I, I guess like it's almost like one of the things that you have to learn to use a language like this is um, what are the kind of mappings that occur between like motion, uh, the motion of your hands, which is far less variable than what you're describing in the real world and then the motion of the real world right yeah um and even some top level things like what counts as what counts as big what counts as small what counts as high what counts as low things right. like that right yeah and so um yeah i i think that's kind of the the best way to go about it it's almost like um 
you can define a small set of actual signs. And for, and for this language, by the way, specifically, the way it would work, it would be like, here, here are a small set for a number of like very specific signs. And here's how to do them with one hand. And here's how to do them with two hands. Yeah. Um, and uh, then you kind of like have these ideas. You have to like say like, here, here are the various scales of things. Here's how they map onto the hands or the body or whatever object you're using. Right. Yeah. Um, and I do want to backtrack one tiny bit because you mm -hmm. had mentioned using potentially using like hashtags to mark things. Yes. And that would just be for searchability, right? Yep. So that way it's not like, oh, I mentioned height in a sentence. It's like, because you, especially with the word like height, because you could be talking about the height of the sign or the height of whatever. And so having hashtag height would help you limit that, oh, I'm looking for the actual sign for height or something representing height. And so that's, I just wanna kind of draw attention back to that in case anyone heard that and was like, this isn't social media, why are you hashtagging it? Oh um, yeah, no, definitely so, just for search, searchability. Yeah. Um, yeah, kind of a way to like help you narrow down where it's like, if this is the meaning you want, what's the best way to do it? Mm -hmm. uh, or if actually more importantly this, if you're trying to express a meaning that doesn't necessarily have a specific sign, what's gonna get you the closest, Yeah, you know? Um, and is it going to be able to, to stretch metaphorically far enough that you're mm -hmm. going to be able to make that connection? Um, because of course, something, something like this um, is not going to have, I think of necessity, a huge vocabulary. Right. Um, it's gonna depend a lot on, uh, on context and a lot on the fact that it's a very small number of users who are gonna know each other very well. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Um, okay, so let's start talking about some of these features then, mm. because um, in general, like the way that we, you know, linguistically talk about, you know, sign languages, we talk about things like um, having handshape, mm. orientation, movement, location of sign. So these are like in non, you know, non-manual signals. Um, these are the, the features that go into making like one sign, you know, distinct from another. When you were creating this, and of course this was a sign system, a yeah. communication system, not right. a full-fledged sign language. Um, do they have all the same features or because it had to be so flexible? Is it not? Because for instance, you had mentioned location, had, it had to be doable wherever your hand is in location. Whereas in ASL, like you do yeah. need location of the sign because for instance, um, in one version of twisting, you know, a bent index finger by your mouth, you're saying apple, but you move it up a little bit and it's by your eye, it's onion. And so it's like, you change the location at all and you may be changing the sign so much yeah. that, that you can't do it. So in this system, it's, yeah, no, it's much smaller. It's almost like, okay, so with, with ASL, right, you have all of this room, both on your mm -hmm. face and on your body. So you can just change the hand shapes and do the same thing with right. different signs. So it's like, I think this one is just mayor, right? But if you do a K, it's king, right? And going from the shoulder to the hip. There's, yeah, the, a lot of the left of shoulder to the right hip is um, yeah. royalty or some sort of command because yeah. you, know, you have like king, you can do lord, you can uh, do yeah. um, a lot of those. Um, but then this general, like the general one, 
um, if you don't do a lettership, because there are some um, arguments about, um, I don't know if I want to call it purists for ASL, um, where, for instance, the, the group sign is just kind of a general handshake, but you can make it like a, a C for class or like mm. a G for group. And there are some people who say you shouldn't be doing any of those letter initialisms in signs. Uh. And so you really just stick with like a generic group sign and you have to figure it out from context. And so that's the same thing with that one. So I'm not entirely sure like how you could apply that particular sign. That's a long way of saying, I don't know if Right. If there's a generic meaning for that behind what could be major or whatever the particular sign is. Yeah. Um, interesting, by the way. I saw when I did, uh, when I was a TA for my sign language and deaf culture class, one of the things we saw is a video from the 1920s of somebody giving a very um, kind of dramatic speech uh, in ASL. And he did uh, something interesting. He would fingerspell an entire word as emphasis. Mm. So it's like, what we need to talk about is community. He would actually just, you know, fingerspell out V-O-M-M-U-N-I-T-Y, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and like, that was just a rhetorical um, device, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. That was from the 20th. Okay, so I know this podcast is not supposed to be about ASL, but mm -hmm. like, as a really random side note, uh, there, there are some um, really incredible videos online of deaf artists who um, do videos of popular songs, right? And so they do like full-fledged music videos for popular song signing um, to bring them to the deaf community. And in one particular video, it's the Miley Cyrus Wrecking Ball song. Mm -hmm. And it's, I want to... I want to say her name is Rosa, um, but there is a, a deaf artist um, who is, you know, doing the the video in ASL. And when she gets like to that point where in the lyrics it's something like "I hit so hard at love," um, every single time in the video she fingerspells love, mm -hmm. and so she doesn't do the sign, which I think a lot of people know the sign for love in ASL, right? Like you kind of pressure your um, fists in, a, in an X shape over your, your heart, right? Like you're holding somebody. Um, but she actually like in finger spells it like, and it's very clearly like she's not doing the sign for, for love. And so that was like, you can still do it. You can definitely do this sort of wow. emphatic finger spelling. Um, and it's really interesting when uh, signers choose to use that method. And yeah. so anyway, that's just, the connection that is really cool and it's a beautiful video by the way too if you're even if you don't like the song in particular it's a really beautifully done asl music video nice yeah so with this one um the analog is kind of like if in asl you have you know your entire body and face is the mm -hmm. space and then you can use uh uh hand shapes in this one, your space is very small. It's basically just your hand. And so rather than using hand shapes, it's almost like your fingers are themselves arms and hands. Mm. And that's really all you can do. And so it's not like there are hand shapes, but it's more like it's, it's so I guess uh, so one way to put this is like, it's noteworthy in ASL if a handshake changes in a sign. 
Yes. Like from one place to another, like this is um, to understand and you take your index finger and basically you, you hold your fist up to your head, uh, the index finger uh, with your palm facing towards your face. And then you raise your, um, your index finger, uh, kind of like a light bulb is coming on and that means understand. Um, and uh, because for the most part, um, the hand shape stays static throughout the sign. Um, or like, you know, the hand will move, but the handshake stays static. Like for tree, you uh, put up your, your, um, your arm, your forearm, you have your hand in the five shape and you wiggle it, but then it always retains the five shape. Uh, this, is, this is basically the hand shapes are constantly shifting. So it doesn't really make sense to think of them as hand shapes that are shifting, but rather to think of them as independent fingers that are doing things. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the fingers could be active articulators or passive depending on the sign. Okay. So like um, there were some like generic, um, what do you call it? Like um, not, um, not kludge, but just like non, Ideographic? Is that the word I want? Non-iconic signs. So like um, uh, taking the, putting, I guess putting your hand in the B hand shape, but taking the first and second finger and tapping them together uh, was a negator. Um, and so that uh, could have any number of meanings depending on the, uh, you know, the context and what was going on. And when you say negator, like, generic negator like you could use yeah. it in front of a noun in front of a verb or yeah in front or behind wherever grammatically it needs to be um pretty much yeah okay yeah and then um otherwise it was kind of like you set up the domain right and then you could actually use the same kind of uh movement for different meanings just as long as like you understood this is the thing we're talking about and so now this means this Okay. You know, um, and part of that would just be pure context, like okay. situational context. Um, but it's like, um, I wish I could get the video on this because, uh, and this is why the video is important along with the writing because I don't exactly remember what this means. It says tap one and two, then push away as if retreating. But I don't remember. Do you think it's like, was. like the shoulder and then, cause I swear there was one scene where it's like she hit her shoulder and, and like did something where she pulled away. Yes. And that, and that was, that was kind of it by the way. Or maybe like, her leg, like where, whatever surface. And whatever you, surface, whatever surface yeah. it was. And I'm pretty sure I said that in the video is whatever surface you have, it's like tap the two things. And it's kind of like, this is the way of, it's kind of like a way of uh, indicating individuals, right? in your in your in your space so there are a number of ways that you could kind of like use pronouns uh depending on what you had available to you so like for example like brushing towards somebody would be you mm -hmm. same thing with anybody else or if they're if they're standing for example that was what the, the tapping was for um so like the guards i think this is the part where the guards are starting to advance and like i think going down to that but it's like he taps and pushes back as in to say, you two, not now, stand back. And so they do. Um, and then she can use that same, you know, on the fly pronoun again, the next one. So she says, be ready for violence. She taps the same thing. 
and then uses the the claw for like violence as if sides are about to fight except that i think she only does it with one hand i think so too yeah so i think this is the one where she had a her hand down by her thigh actually like on yeah her, her leg and i know i, I mentioned this because i didn't know exactly what the the, the scene was going to be but i thought if she was standing in front, she could, for example, be, you know, have her hands clasped in front of her. And so then I was like, you could just use her other hand and just tap here. And then just kind of, it would be almost like, you know, you were just kind of flexing your hands, right? Uh, just yeah. stretching them a little bit and nobody would think anything. So, so to like really set this up for an audio podcast yeah what's happening or his like if you just kind of fold your two hands together right like you're just sitting um with your your fingers interlaced one hand in the other and if you take like your your first and second fingers your index and middle fingers on one hand and tap the back of your other hand mm -hmm. and then kind of pull your hands apart and put them back together like ha ah, and back this could be like the sign for be ready for violence, like yeah. you two be ready for violence. And, you know, I can see why they did it the way they did it is because the guards are behind her. Yeah. So it wouldn't have been anything in front. And that's just kind of the thing where it's like, you don't really know till you see the blocking. Right. Yeah. So I just gave them options. And yeah, I think if you actually watch that video, because, you know, it's up on my site, like I mentioned, um, I think I am. Uh, I think I wrapped a sweatshirt around my waist to make it look like I was wearing a dress. Oh, now I really have to look this up. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Um, okay, so in that too, um, and I mean, this is something that that's true in any language um, in terms of like translation and not doing word for word and, and really thinking context. But like, it's kind of brilliant that not now because of context, essentially is translated meaning something like you two stand down or back up or back off or, or something like that but like that's mm -hmm. really cool whenever you you break that down so i just wanted to like bring that up but that was really cool mm -hmm. translation in terms of you know <laughs> not taking it as in like okay not now so i need like a negator in there i need you know like it's right. really thinking contextually and being like well what did that actually mean and you know even in english and not now means so much more and so like that's cool translation um okay so in terms of because again as a as a communication system this is going to be very different um but are there certain grammatical expectations in terms of like general word order or general if you have like these three signs and you know one is definitely a subject one's definitely an object and you have a verb is there like an expected order or is it more it's more topic comments in other words okay. like it's um it's the it's the person who needs to know and then it's what they need to know okay right uh but yeah like when it comes to when it comes to verbs, I believe it's the O word order. And I'm trying to see if I have, um, if I have an example of this. Oh, look, that's interesting. So yeah, you're not ready. Um, talk to this, you're not ready. So it's, um, 
So is that, is it, is it, is it this? No, or not this, shoot. I have to see the video. I don't remember just from looking at this, but um, I was pretty sure that there, there was at least one example where it was for object word order, uh, where, the, where the object wasn't just automatically incorporated. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like, uh, it's like, you know, your pitch and then too high. That was what, that was what it was. It was the index finger rubbing against the, um, I'm sorry, the middle finger rubbing against the index finger. Okay, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna backtrack out uh, what now 40 minutes ago and you know that sign that he described with the thumb and an index finger. Totally maybe the middle finger running down the back of the index finger rather than the thumb running down the side of the index finger. I think this was oh that was that was he's deaf. That was it. Oh. That was the sign sign for deaf. Um, very different okay. yeah and that okay. would have been two fingers yeah because it's much much easier with two fingers um to just cross like and that. so to cross your thumb over the side of your index finger to kind of like run it like whoosh yeah that's the sign for death yes rather than the sign for too high or height was the middle finger yeah. running down the back of that the was, index finger that was the sexy legs mm. yeah the sexy legs like this and anyway, uh, <laughs> wow. Um, okay, so there was um, some like VO expectations in terms of word order, but otherwise it was it was um, in general just topic comment driven. Yeah. No. It's yeah. But... I didn't ever have to do anything that was big enough that would really showcase it, though. Right. Sure. Yeah, it, was, it was VO. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so then you mentioned object incorporation into the verb. Did that, do you have examples of that offhand? Oh, let's see. Okay, that one, no. He's looking at a very limited set of notes about yeah. a limited set of translations, and I'm asking him to remember something from two years ago. Um, and so in advance, I just want to say you're welcome. Circle with thumb and index, raise pinky finger. Oh my God, that's right. It was like... Okay, so we're making a circle with our thumb and index. Our pinky. third and fourth fingers are just kind of out. Yeah. And then our pinky is raised. Yeah. And what is what are we signing? So that's the voice. So it's like, you know, uh, you're like, because that's you, not not like that, but like that. Well, wow, this is really okay. So do you remember we described that sign for deaf where your thumb crosses? your index finger, if you rub your thumb down the side of your index finger, yeah. that may be the sign for you, but he may be misremembering and misreading his notes right now. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put a lot of stock in it, but this also goes, this also goes back to the importance of documentation. Hang on a sec. 
Let's just do it. Because are you, are you looking up the video? Yeah, I'm gonna do it. Because um, if you don't describe the signs well enough that you can two years later look at your notes and know how to reproduce the sign, then it's not gonna be helpful unless you figure out how to tag videos and incorporate videos uh, to be able to see yeah. what it looks like. Good thing and, I got a partner now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Um, and he is right now looking up videos. Which one do you see. think this would have been? I don't even know which one you're looking at, much less what, what you're doing. There is a voice. Okay, so voice was to scrunch up your hand into a circle-ish? Yeah. Voice. Oh, yeah. Okay, you're really just, this was a bad idea. Whose idea was it to talk about sign languages on a podcast? <laughs> uh, I really, I really thought that maybe we would do a better job at describing these. Um, but there are definitely videos that you can go watch um, to see. Right now, um, seeing David's hands just demonstrating the sign. Yeah, I'm starting to see if maybe these, these were. Wait, what's this one? What's this one? Look at this. This one, you get to see me. Oh my goodness. 2019, David. Good totally Lord. different. I don't look good. <laughs> like, just objectively. Look at that. I mean, you have to you have to admit, I do not look good there. I think you you look like you. I'm sorry. Um you look good. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay, well, no. everybody else can go look at the videos and see that David was, in 2019. That was 25. Um, and so, very cool videos, but we're going to stop watching videos since we're doing a podcast. And unless you're going to describe every single sign you're seeing okay. there, All right. this is not productive. Incidentally, for uh, this one that I just looked at, that was uh, the Jessica Dune underscore 14. That was actually um, Aaron's hand. And I did that specifically because I don't have a real thumb. Oh. And so I didn't want them to get like, I, I wanted to make sure that they could do it, you know? That's, that's a good point. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. A lot of stuff there. Anyway. Yes, a lot of good videos. You can totally look at them later. All that is to say, no, you don't remember offhand an example of object incorporation into the verbs. So, um, um, well, here's the thing, not object incorporation, but like this part, I mean, essentially, and when he's saying this part is the not now, right, the, 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 the not YouTube now. back off. Essentially, the verb there, right? I mean, it basically does have the pronouns in it, right? And so, because the, the, the verb isn't two fingers pushing away, the verb is pushing away. You could do it with one, you could do it with two, you could do it with three, you could do it with four, right? Would that be subject to corporate? Yes. Yeah, and not object incorporation. No, but, but, but it's, it's unaccusative. It's definitely incorporation. But you know what I mean? It's unaccusative. Mm -hmm. So argument incorporation. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
and then yeah not there so yeah. so okay so that's an example of how you may change up some meaning through through changing the sign itself um very cool was there any need in this one for any sort of inflection inflectional systems or anything that you needed to do in terms of like plurality well that's plurality there yeah. because one finger versus two but then um tense or no not a bit they were all uh commands or really comments i mean well i guess your pitch was too high it was technically the sentence there but it's like but if you sign you right mean, after somebody says something and, and you say your pitch like, too high it's pretty obvious yep yeah and that was it it was just yeah your pitch uh topic and then too high comment yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there there was no, there was really no need. And I don't imagine that there would ever be a need for it because like this is not the type of thing where they have full on conversations. Right. It's more like this is something that you have to know right now um, about the situation around you and it has to be secret. Otherwise, I would just be talking to you. Um, and uh, OK, yeah. So here's a potential scenario. OK. Where, where like a command form could be different than a full sentence form in terms of meaning. Um, and let's say we're, we're in a room, right? We're in a meeting, other people are around and I don't notice that, I don't know, maybe I'm wearing a giant hoop skirt or something. <laughs> and I turn around and I don't notice that my hoop skirt has moved something behind me. Like, let's say it's, a ball has rolled away. Let's let's and, go ahead and stop with you didn't <laughs> notice you were wearing a hoop skirt. No, I didn't notice that when I turned my hoop skirt moved something. That's what you said. Me. Second, the first thing you said was you didn't notice you were wearing a hoop skirt. I know. Well, it's hard for me to notice what I'm wearing. It's just you know I don't pay attention very much. Okay, the hoop so, skirt okay. that you don't know you're wearing because yes. you think you're naked is. Has, I think I'm wearing pants. Oh, and, okay, well, and, but I'm wearing a hoop skirt. Right, because of the bloomers. And you think you're wearing pants. Obviously. Okay. So I'm glad we're on board with this. Yeah. Okay. So it's accidentally jostled something. It has jostled something behind me. I don't know. Yes. And so, right. And like, I, maybe it's something important that can't move because we're in the middle of like a right. DMG campaign and it's going to uh -huh. like unlock some door if it keeps moving or yeah. whatever. Okay. Now you have to sign to me. You moved the ball, not move the ball. And if I misunderstand you, I'm gonna turn around, pick up, and move this ball and, and open a trap door by accident. Versus you just need to tell me like I moved the ball and I need to be careful. I would be like uh, start with the ball, right? Uh-huh. You know. The ball. Yeah, the ball. And then like, you know, probably uh sign you and then but you want to make it clear that it's not a command. Is there a way to make it clear, like not the ball, hey, you need to move it, but the ball, hey, you moved it. Um, you know, I think if, if I had to, like, I would I just say, want to make it clear. I came up with a situation uh -huh. where a command for a persistent declarative form I would, may need to be distinguished. Uh, <laughs> see, it just feels like to me it should be obvious. Like if I was saying the ball you moved, 
like it would no, be but obvious. it would be the ball you move, not moved, because there's no inflection. Yeah. And so, but there's definitely a situation where I could be like, oh, he wants me to move it. And I'm going to turn around, pick up the ball and move it and open yeah. a secret chapter yeah. and, um, and start a war. I don't know. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I would just think it would be obvious. But the thing that uh, for that would make sense for this, it would be um, a word final comment. So the ball, you move, and then that was a bad thing. Oh, like some sort of like, oh no, or oops, or careful or yeah. something. Okay, fair enough. Um, I just, I also like that I turned this into a random hoop skirt wearing D&D campaign event because it made sense in my head. So also like you're welcome to everybody for taking that ride with me. Maybe also the ball you fixed me, something like that. Oh, to fix, so not just like you yeah. moved it, but like fix it. Yeah, and not only that, I should probably say your hoop skirt needs to fix it because it was your hoop skirt that moved it, not you. I'm a big believer in personal responsibility and that hoop skirt should take responsibility for what it did. As it should, and all, as all good hoop skirts should. Yeah. Because, yes. Um, as, a, as a really big side note, uh -huh. um, I did wear a hoop skirt once for Halloween. Yeah, I did. And um, I found out that day why I'm glad we don't have hoop skirts anymore. Because like you can't sit normal. You sit, the next thing you know, your skirt's whoop up above you because the hoop got you know smashed the wrong way, and then the whole hoop goes up. Don't worry. My, it was a Halloween costume. I had pants on underneath, so it's not like it was inappropriate or Rumors. anything. But it was also not very conducive to like sitting in places when a hoop is flying from your face. So I found out that day that hoop skirts are actually quite difficult to to navigate. They had stools. I... But uh, I also like to imagine though, like this was the this is when you learned why. So like before then. You'd be, you know, telling people like, we should all be still wearing hoop skirts. There's oh, no I, reason we shouldn't no. be wearing hoop skirts. So this There's may, no reason. This may shock then you. you this may shock you. Okay. But I went through a phase in my life where I was obsessed with like older clothing styles and wanted to bring that back. And that included the big fancy dresses and the big princess ball gowns. What era? of your life was this like sixth seventh grade fifth grade maybe fifth six more probably because by the time i hit like seventh eighth grade i was just so over it and then by the time i hit high school it was like jeans every day all day that's it and that's yeah so anyway but who starts you're still like in that phase. phase you're still in that phase <laughs> vary it up every now and then. I wore a pair of pants that you could only call khakis the other day, so they were blue, but they were khaki material. Yeah. And so I, I switch things up every now and then. Yeah, right on. Okay, so we have really, really devolved this conversation. Yes. Um, the important thing mm. was that, no, there, there were no inflectional systems or markers that were needed other than say plurality which you could indicate through the number mm. of articulators that were involved which is really the fingers yeah yes um and so 
Oh, that is good. Okay, so out of all the signs you created, mm -hmm. is there one that you're like proudest of that you're like, that was genius? I I really liked the sexy legs. You didn't like them? I <laughs> like the sign, the fact that you keep referring to it as the sexy legs <laughs> is what makes me just stare at you. <laughs> well, okay, but here's the thing, you know, here's a pair of legs and you know, it's like, you know, something you'd see in like the, the 50s or 40s and we What's with, really with great? A muted trumpet. Mm, what's really great is how well that's going to come across in an audio podcast. Oh, you know where the you know the it's like the the, the pinup girl is wearing like the 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 not stockings, but um, uh, what are you the sheer energy legs? What are those called? Pantyhose. Panty that's it, right? Or, you do understand that stockings and pantyhose are very different. Yes, that's what I meant. So I was talking about pantyhose. Well, for a, a, like the older 1950s, you would have called them stockings because pantyhose are usually the ones that are sheer. Right on. Okay, stockings then. But you know, or 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 you bare leg. But you know, I don't know. Like the, people the dancer know. where you they rub the foot against the leg. You know, they bring it up and make it look like a and flamingo. The flamingo leg. And are you are you talking more fishnet hose? Sure. Fishnet style. I what have you? You know, like a Christmas story. If there was a another leg with the lampshade leg, this is what that leg would have been doing. Okay. Agreed. I mean, sure. Goodness. I, I feel like everybody's gonna know what I mean. <laughs> Especially when they hear your description and hear the muted trumpet. Yeah, 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 see? I really gotta stop laughing. Look, the muted trumpet My, does my stomach two, muscles hurt too much. It does two things, two things. It, 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 it does the adults in Peanuts cartoons and it does sexy legs, like from like the 40s and 50s. Those are the only two things. That's it. Okay. I, I'm gonna go ahead and just smile enough because I'm pretty sure it was also the wah, wah, wah kind of sound, like when things went bad. That's a muted trombone. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, so that, that would be the sign, the sexy leg sign, which means. Yes like too high or yeah we will tone it down yeah, or it whatever like, it needs to be basically like yeah bring it bring it Pull back, back bring it back yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. i like it cool okay any last comments that you just want to say about that work or um we're we gonna talk about the other sign language oh if you want to briefly mention yeah the sure other sign like the other like the other sign language was an actual like regular sign language um, and because there was, and there had to be a reason for this, I thought, I thought there was a reason like this was important. Oh, it was because of the voice, right? I think that was it. Uh, Jessica is saying to Paul, so yeah, again, spoilers here. One of the guards is deaf and this would be important because they couldn't use the voice on him, right. presumably. Um, and that was this other kind of like, I don't know, paralinguistic feature where um, they could speak using a special inflection and get people to do things. 
it's kind of like uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi's thing, except rather than with like a little hand wavy thing, there's, you know, extra mm -hmm. theatrics. Um, anyway, I presumably that was why. Anyway, so um, so the, the director, uh, the Nugent, he said that, you know, since he was deaf, like he should have a sign language, but, you know, it's, it's a real sign language. It's not like a secret communication system. Um, and so he had a couple of lines that I did using that sign language, which if you see the video, it should be very familiar as a sign language that uses both hands and arms and the entire body and everything like that. It's just not an existing one. Um, anyway, once we saw the movie, um, I guess they just didn't have him use it. And so they had him speak, which I thought was unusual. Um, I mean, I don't know. I just thought that was an opportunity. Um, either, you know, if, if for whatever reason, maybe they saw the sign language and didn't like it, um, he very well could have used ASL instead. Um, it would have been less ideal, but I don't know. I, I, it would have been a nice opportunity to see another different sign language on screen. I thought that would have been cool, but you know, who knows? Um, maybe they just thought it just for whatever reason wasn't going to work. Um, and uh, I also mentioned um, in the video, I wasn't sure if he was going to be holding some sort of a weapon. And so for all of the lines I showed, this is how you do it with two completely free hands. And this is how you can do it if you're holding something in one hand or the other. Um, anyway, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I thought it was cool, but, um, but I, uh, it didn't get used. So I imagine it wouldn't. Like, you know, in future movies, they announce the sequel, I imagine it wouldn't be called for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. That's something. That is cool. Um, so yeah, it's unfortunate that it didn't show up, but yeah. cool that you had that opportunity to create it. And so with that, we're going to end okay. the episode. And thank you all for listening to us chat about the secret sign system in dune and yeah yeah I think that's time for our exit music yes and it will be playing very softly in the background as it grows and oh it's not like you know, you know oh my gosh you know you know what else they use the muted trumpet for in little mermaid when he starts singing, when the seagull starts singing, and oh. it's awful. Oh, it's not a muted trumpet. That's him. But still, total, total mm -hmm. muted trumpet mm -hmm. sound right there. <laughs> and then they, you know, they strangle him for for ruining the yes. beautiful music. Yes. La, 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 don't be shy. And so on. I kiss the girl. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So anyway, that was a really <laughs> last minute thing. Uh, hope you all are having a wonderful day, night, evening, week, whenever you listen to this. Day. Hope it's going great. You're only allowed to listen to it during the And day. stay grammar. And until next time. Bye, everybody.